I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Stu. And this is Bad Screenplays. We've been writing screenplays for years, but couldn't get anyone to read them. On each episode, I read an unsolicited script. And I read one. We pull them apart and decide if they're any good, but mostly try and have fun with them. Maybe these screenplays will attract attention or get greenlit by First Draft Productions, our own fictional production company. Mark? Stu. Hello. Hello. How's, how's it going? Are you there? I'm here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm very good. How are you? Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. Um, good stuff. Good stuff, man. I'm ready, Me, I'm ready uh, for another couple of scripts. Me too, you know. I'm hungry I was for it this born week. Born ready. <laughs> Just before before we crack on, we can make a, a small mention um to the flurry of activity that, that was Reddit recently. Yeah, man. Um, we managed to basically attract the attention of a couple of hundred American listeners. So well, hello America. Hello. I'd like to apologise for any slightly snarky comments I may have made about America in the past, although none come to mind, but I'm generally, generally quite snarky about everyone, so no one's safe. Yeah, you don't discriminate against anyone in particular. It's like that James A. Caster joke about um, liberals need to treat everyone the same. It's like, you know, it's like walking down the street and seeing a bully punching someone in the face. And so you go over, punch the bully back, and so she's everyone the same. You go to the, the person he's bullied and go, and you're a little prick as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's treating everyone the same. Uh, it doesn't <laughs> work. It doesn't work. No, um, really good this week. It was blown away, actually, all these, uh, all these scripts falling in our laps. And I've got a list in front of me of all, all kinds of people who have sent scripts in. Um, and we have read every one of them. We um, have. Some of them were um, <laughs> extremely long and... You know, every bit brilliant, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. 
too right. Did you fancy doing a roll call of the brand new friends of the show, Stu? Yeah, oh yeah, sure. Let's let's, uh, let's name a few names we've got. Angel Morels, Anthony Dunfrelli, Larkin, Kingsford, Tuesday, New Year, Nicholas Meggia, Zachary Dolan, Henry Hinder, Michael Morero, Questa, Coley, Williams, Gregory, Mandarano, Nathaniel Edgera, Chris Frigo, Jamie Byers, Scott Soitz, Earl Lathrop, Austin, Gold, Rob Higgins, Kevin Slappy, Ray Jensen, Tom Kellage. Um, I understand that if this is the first time you've subscribed and you are tuning in um, for a nice, fresh episode, apologies. I do know that reading out people's names who you've got no idea who they are it isn't the best podcast, but don't worry. Um, I have a feeling that that last section went by rather quickly. So um, <laughs> thanks for sticking with us. You're going to make that chipmunk Ch- voices chipmunk, saying it really fast. Chip- yeah, I mean, I've got to, we've got to make mention of all these good people. But uh, you know, <laughs> I know what I like when I listen to a podcast. And I ain't listening to other people's names. <laughs> Fair play, man. Is that like at the end of an advert where it's like uh, the, the most amazing product imaginable It's going to change your life? Yeah, amazing product will not change your life. Do not buy. Do not pay for 16 pounds <laughs> at, at the end of it. Like, Talk to your physician about whether Jalerolax yeah. could be right for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> may cause death. May, may, co- <laughs> may cause premature death. Yeah. Okay, now. Um... Da, da, da. So, so I'm trying to think what I did this week apart from uh, keep checking statistics on uh, our podcast. <laughs> That's pretty much all I've done so far. Right. Uh, look, I've sent you a couple of um, photos of where I was today, which is quite an interesting place. Um, it's basically a cellar. And if you look at those pictures... Um, I'm not sure if I can post them online, actually, because that's the way it looks. That's not a dressed-up set or nothing. That's you the way shouldn't. It looks you shouldn't permanent. post them. No, it's it's career suicide. It is career suicide. You're absolutely right. But, but um, just to give the listener a, a, a view of what we're looking at, it's just like a dingy, shabby warehouse, old Victorian warehouse, maybe with mm-hmm. hundreds of oak uh, barrels, like uh, whiskey or wine barrels, all stacked yeah. up and laying around. Um, the the thing that struck me about it is probably twenty plus rooms that size, and um, each room might have two hundred barrels in. And Are they full? St- all full, with no. with rum and whiskey, and they've all got different stamps on them and different barcodes and different this and and, and basically, the um, the places used to age barrels in some damp basement in the in Liverpool Whoa. docks, and apparently, most of the whiskey ones are used for um, blends. So the whiskey that's in them is ninety percent whiskey, and it's not drinkable, but it's used for blending um, other whiskies. It all gets it's sent away, drained half the way down, and then Furious. that gets watered down and used as a blend. So apparently, each one of those barrels potentially is worth tens of thousands of pounds because it's no. so concentrated. So if you think two hundred ba- two hundred barrels a room, twenty rooms, and one of them's worth tens of thousands of pounds, it's completely. Oh my god! It, it's, baff- this- it's baffling. Is this like this warehouse? They don't advertise where it is. Like, I mean, if you've got a warehouse full of uh, millions of dollars worth of whiskey and rum, yeah. you haven't got a sign on the door saying whiskey <laughs> storage incorporated or anything, yeah, right? big neon sign pointing yeah. down on it. No, you you wouldn't know it was there. You genuinely wouldn't know it was there. And the security is pretty tight. Um, oh and it's right deep down, a couple of floors down below, below ground. But um, So you've got... 
the, all these barrels everywhere with these amazing liquids in. And you're probably walking around with a, a nice DeWalt drill on your hip and, uh, and, and like a two mil bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the place absolutely stinks of booze. It really? reeks of it. And there's just big puddles everywhere. So some of them are just leaking on the floor. No. It's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. Do you come home smelling like you've been out for the night? Yeah, my clothes absolutely reek. They stink. Yeah. Um, but this was for the TV show I'm working on at the minute. Like it's, It looks like it's been dressed for a set the way it is at the minute. It's, it's crazy. It does. It really does. Ready to go. Yeah. Um, no, I haven't really done anything like that this week. I've went up just uh, just a bit of work, a bit of TV, a bit, uh, bit of life. But um, yeah, yeah nothing, nothing to report, really. Reading some good scripts from all these guys. I've done nothing but read scripts. Um, yeah. Should we should we take a step into the escapism? And yeah. a script that you've sent me now is called Chad Briggs Monster Hunter <laughs> by a Mr. Ryan Lee. So should we take it away? Is there anything like to say about this? Show, no, or should we just uh, go for it? I think we I think we've uh, teased our dear listeners enough. Dive right in. Chad Briggs Monster Hunter fade in. <laughs> External forest clearing night. Crunching footsteps disturb the dark stillness of the forest. A blood-curdling howl rings out. A large, ape-like creature walks into the clearing. Dark hair covers the beast, which looks to stand over six feet tall. Protruding mammary glands indicate a female. It's Bigfoot again. It's big. <laughs> Makes me think of um, the... English version of The Office and David Brent's, Brent's band foregone conclusion with Craig Mammogram Monkford on lead guitar <laughs> <laughs> you know it didn't um, oh that's so weird I was just reading about that this week like remember Razorlight yeah the guitarist from Razorlight apparently was a band member of foregone conclusion what was it was it what's in his the, name in the Craig movie? Mammogram Monkford because <laughs> <laughs> his name's Craig Monkford <laughs> I don't know. No, it's not. Hold on. Um, uh, oh, fuck, what's the guy? I'm going to cut all this. Seriously, um, though? Yeah, his name wasn't Johnny Bur- Johnny Burrell or something. I was just reading. Was that the lead singer? Yeah, it was. Living in America. <laughs> oh, my life. <laughs> now they get America. Uh, Razor. Apparently, they had a big falling out. The, um, yeah, because Johnny Burrell comes across as a massive dick. <laughs> yeah. Razorlight. Oh, ex-drummer Andy Burrows breaks silence. So Andy Burrows, and, it, and I, so I was like, oh, okay, so look him up. And, and he was linked to Foregone Conclusion. What? But I think in the movie. Did you see the movie? Yes, at Life on the Road. Like Andy Burrows' Life on the Road. It comes straight up. Yeah, he's in the back. You know that... Um, you know that uh, band that the, he hires, like, and he has to pay oh, them yes. to have a drink with him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remortgages like, his house and you know, he's booked studio time, but he's just yeah. spending his mortgage. And just wasted every penny. Yeah. Andy Burrows was the drummer on... Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's, that's crazy, man. That's brilliant. Um, okay, so it strides to the centre of the clearing raises its head and lets out another horrifying bellow. Then it waits. More footsteps approach. Another figure looms at the tree line. It's massive. At least two feet taller than the female. It grunts. Was that a mating call? 
I think it might have been a mating call. She starts playing um, Hot Love Highway on the guitar. It was a mating call. Uh, I actually I got up and sung that at a um, jam night once. Really? <laughs> years and years ago before it was on a fucking advert. He did that in the in the um, meeting where he brought he went home to get his guitar. Get the guitar. I love that. And he goes, he goes, <laughs> I'm not going to sing. We get, Gareth goes, she's dead. She's, she's not, not dead. dead. <laughs> <laughs> I love she's that. gone. She's not gone. She's dead. She's, she's, she's not, not dead. She's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's still fantastic, isn't it? Like the uh, English version. I, I haven't watched the American version. I believe that's fabulous as well. Like, I've heard good I, things. Okay. <laughs> I've heard, gra- I've heard great things. I just, it's, it's weird because like a week and a half ago it popped up on Netflix and I gave it a go and I watched half of the first episode and I had to turn it off. I, I believe I've been told that once that they shed, once they shed trying to imitate the English version by about season two or three, it just completely becomes its own thing. Oh. And apparently Steve Carell really, really like owns the role and, and that's what made him such a big, that's- huge star what was missing because what put me off was it was line for line like the British version yeah it was yeah, yeah. it was the same jokes and they just didn't okay nice I'll give it another go but I'll start from three I haven't watched it but that's just what I've been told um, okay a huge male Sasquatch walks into the clearing he approaches the presenting female presenting Oh, sorry, I missed the line. The smaller female turns her back to him, walks to a tree stump and bends over, lifting the rear end. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. And the huge male Sasquatch is excited by this. (laughs) One more step. And the net hidden below the dead leaves scoops up the monstrous male. It screams and howls in fury. The female turns around, reaches to her neck. Chad Briggs, 35, takes off Sasquatch mask. His dark eyes focus on the raging but captive beast. Uh-huh. He squeezes his fake boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chad, I tell you, nice set of tits guys will lose their minds. <laughs> I don't care what the species. Oh. <laughs> Exit truck, uh. forest, night. That's a brave move from Chad, sticking his bum out to a Sasquatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bait. External truck, forest, night. A large truck sits parked on a forest trail. Internal truck hold night. Chad rides in the hydraulic lift at the back of the truck. He walks in where a variety of monsters snarl in their cages. He grabs a clipboard and pencil. Chad walks the newly captured Sasquatch. Makes a notation on the clipboard. Chad, Sasquatch, male. Moves to the next cage monster. A snarling werewolf. Werewolf, male. He writes something down on the clipboard. Moves to the next monster. Half human, half salamander wallows in a plexiglass tank, holding about six inches of water. Try saying, try saying wallows in a plexiglass tank. <laughs> so half human, half dragon? Salamander, yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, it's like a lizard. They could, um, a newt or like a lizard thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Chad taps the eraser of the pencil thoughtfully on his chin as he studies the grotesque thing. I'm just going to call you fish creature for now. I think of something better later. Sex indeterminate. He moves on to the last cage, where a heavily bearded man clad in filthy clothes sits. Chad scribbles on his clipboard. Sewer beast. Male. Man. 
I keep telling you, buddy, I'm just homeless. <laughs> it's a bit mean, isn't it? Oh, that's comedy gold. Chad, sure. Chad sets down his clipboard, walks out of the truck. External forest night. Chad closes and locks the rear doors. That's what I call a fruitful weekend. He yawns, stretches. Have we got all of those in the weekend? <laughs> he did? What the hell? Tanek, off screen. Romanian accent. Yeah. What do you think Tanek should talk like? Because I'm not doing a Romanian accent. I know. What collection will be complete without the <laughs> ultimate prize? Uh, when I said Romanian, I'm going for Burnley. Burnley? <laughs> so anyone from uh, America, Google Burnley. Don't, America. <laughs> anyone from Burnley, close your ears. Yeah. Chad spins around, reaches to a holster at his side, pulls out a 9mm pistol. He steps into the clearing, peers into the dark trees to locate the source of the deep voice. Chad... Who's there? Tenek, you're a fool. Chad spins towards the voice, struggles to aim his gun. Chad, you don't know who you're messing with out here. You know what made me think instantly there was, um, was it the Mex, wasn't the Mexican? Uh, what was that Robert Rodriguez movie with, um, the, not the mariachi. Oh, not Desperado. Man. Was it Desperado? Johnny Depp's in it. Once Upon uh, a Time in Mexico. Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I've not seen that. Not but seen he's, it. it's one of the three in his trilogy. Oh, is that part of the Desperado trilogy? Yeah. Right. And Johnny Depp's the CIA agent, the narcissist, whatever. At some point he gets both eyes out and he's just standing in this clearing with like two guns just listening. <laughs> it's like, and, you know, he hears like the... And he just turns. Bang, bang, bang. bang. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I thought uh, you were going to say Johnny Depp plays a man from Burnley yeah that would be better it's like that most recent Doctor Doolittle film where Robert Downey Jr. decides to do a Welsh accent oh he doesn't like, I haven't seen it very very poorly and it's like to the point where you can't understand a word he's saying and the film's unwatchable because you can't understand anything oh no and you can just imagine that they were delighted to get him in the film and he started, oh, guys, here's my take. I'm going to be Welsh. And they've all gone, okay. And he started talking and people were all too terrified to tell him, yeah, we don't know what the fuck are you saying. And he didn't yeah. want to get him back or couldn't afford to get him back to do his lines again. No. Uh, if it oh, pops up on Netflix no. or anything, just will. give it a little watch. It's it's Ru so bad. Russell Crowe got slated for that, for the Robin Hood um, remake a bunch of years back. Oh, and he, okay. to the extent where, like, Channel 4's film critic was going, some have said, sir, that your accent, in your English accent was questionable. And he'd obviously heard this criticism a mm. hundred times. He's yeah. like, you got deaf ears, mate. You got deaf ears as he's taking the mic. You got deaf ears as he's unclipping the mic and he just oh, walks up. Just walks up. The interview's over. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's meant to be really prickly and he's been a bad interviewer a couple of times hasn't he really yeah I believe so mm. you've got deaf ears you've deaf ears <laughs> mate yeah do you think that's do you think an interviewer enjoys that experience like yes I've, I've managed to piss him off he's stormed out 
and then everyone's going to read this interview because that's what people want to read. Or do you think the interviewer goes, I had loads of questions planned. I was yeah. just going to get this out the way and ask you loads of really interesting ones. I'd say they probably want to, unless they're just like a short term thing, I'd say real journalists and film critics, they want to ask about the movie. They want to ask about, yeah. like, I don't know why you would bring something up to insult the, maybe he was baited or something. But mm. um, yeah, it'll get you a few clicks quite a lot of clicks for a few days and it'll die off and that'll be you. And you know what? You won't get any access from Warner Brothers media anymore because Russell's just said, you know, so it could be a short-term blip for you, but um, long-term it wouldn't be so good, I don't think. It's interesting, isn't it? I think I think you. I think you're absolutely right. You know, we all love reading interviews where the person stormed out. You mentioned Johnny Burrell before. There's a, a really good one. I think it was the Guardian interviewing him, and he proper flipped and went mad. <laughs> and and the Guardian interview was like, "I've got to just run this interview." And ex- oh, word for word, exactly what happened. Right. <laughs> Look it up. And there's really? another one with um, oh God, what's his name uh, from um, Smashing Pumpkins? Billy Billy Howard. Billy Cut. Billy Corgan. Billy Cord- Corgan. Billy Corgan. There's one of the, like a, a fairly recent Smashing Pumpkins album, which he was very proud of. It was like, you're talking like 2016, 2017, that recent. And he gets halfway through, um, the interview were asking questions. And Billy Corgan's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so what's the Guardian's problem with Smashing Pumpkins? <laughs> like, no, he just, he's got a long memory. He's gone, yeah, the Guardian's interviewing me. I'm just going to humor them for a few minutes and then I'm going to steam in. And apparently... The Guardian but, have given, like, even their, like, so-called seminal pieces of work or whatever, um, like, three stars out of five, you know. Really? Repeat, for, repeatedly, like, or even, Melancholy you know, and the Infinite Sadness got, like, yeah. two and a half stars. Or they probably uh, dared to give him a four star as opposed to a five star review oh. and stuff, like. And he, he turned around to the interview and he says, um, so we've just released a brand new album. Everyone's given it five stars. Everyone's telling me how brilliant it is. <laughs> you know, all my friends said it's the best and all the people in the studio said it's fantastic. Why is The Guardian only giving it two stars? And the person's like, um, I didn't review that album. I'm here to ask you some questions about the Smashing Pumpkins. And, yeah. and um, so the, the interview goes so bad. The interviewer basically puts the pad down and goes, okay, let's, let's, let's unpack this then. Maybe really? All the, yeah, genuinely. Maybe all the people telling you your record's great are people who are working for you. <laughs> and he's just got no comeback. Maybe all the people in the studio who are recording the album want to tell you that it's great because you're basically in oh. employment because of you. And he's just got nothing to say. And it's just, it's just an this awful going, atmosphere. This is going on my list right now to read. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's the Johnny brilliant. Burrell one's similar as well. It's a very, very similar mood where Johnny Burrell has a bit of a flip out at The Guardian. Um, right, OK, let's get back to this. Chad... You don't know who you're messing with here. A twig snaps at the opposite side of the clearing. Chad twirls around. Tenech off screen. Chad Briggs. <laughs> Beat. Monster Hunter. Notice how those last two words with Jeffrey was sarcasm. <laughs> Chad. Mm. Mister, you're about to be dripping with something in a minute. <laughs> He's talking about beef dripping. Erm... <laughs> um, Tenech off screen. Allow me to illuminate you, the vampire. Tenech's voice seems to move around the clearing at will. Chad, I'm not convinced they exist. Tenech, oh yes, they do. 
Chad, don't tell me you happen to be one. Senek, I could kill you in a moment. Chad, well then, why don't you? Your fear, it has a very pleasant aroma. Chad, that's not fear, chump. That's Stetson Cologne. Now, come on, face me, Mr. Vampire. What was that one we were talking about recently? Uh, uh, the coo- uh, Bigfoot's dick. Bigfoot's like. dick, yeah, yeah. Uh, was it Panther? Um, Sex Panther. Sex Panther. Smells like Bigfoot's dick. Smells <laughs> like Bigfoot's dick. Actually, smells like vampires. Chad was almost about to smell like Bigfoot's dick earlier in this screenplay, wasn't oh, he? Oh, he was. <laughs> if he wasn't very careful. Yeah, if you didn't get up from that tree stump quick enough. Oh, God, no, no! <laughs> imagine, imagine the net thing didn't work and Bigfoot just had his way. Yeah, he's not fighting his way out of that one. <laughs> oh, man. Nope. I suppose that's, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword. <laughs> yeah, the big pink Bigfoot sword. <laughs> oh, man, that's definitely a band name. Yeah. <laughs> Big pink Bigfoot sword. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I've got a feeling people wouldn't be referring to Bigfoot's feet if they saw the size of the guy's schlong. Yeah, right. Bigfoot? That's what they <laughs> latched on to? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Tanek, off screen. Very well. Tanek, a handsome, smartly dressed, dark-haired man who appears to be in his 30s, emerges from the trees. Chad... So that's what a vampire looks like? Not impressed. Tanek, try me. Chad raises his gun and fires three shots into Tanek's chest. Tanek doesn't blink. No. Chad lowers his gun. I can see why Tanek should have been Romanian now. I'm starting to regret the Burnley accent, but I've got to persevere with it. I've started, <laughs> so a, I'll finish. A vampire from Romania, sure. A vampire from Burnley. Chad, I'll be damned. Tanek, soon enough. You know. Chad, how'd you find me? Tanek smiles, slowly approaches. Not important. However, what is of the utmost importance, Chad Briggs, is that you pay for your crimes. Mm. Chad, crimes? Tanek gestures to the truck. I consider creatures such as those to be my brethren, if you will. <laughs> Let them go. <laughs> Chad, never. Tanek, you forced my hand. In the blink of an eye, Tanek moves across the clearing and grabs Chad by the throat. He bears his fangs. Oh. Tanek, last words? Chad, I lied. I do believe in vampires. In fact, I was kind of hoping one of you might show up. Chad what? presses a button on his jacket. A yellow mist bursts out. Tanek staggers back, drops to one knee, gags. Oh, Chad, garlic mist, never leave home without it. Oh, so he's waiting for him. Yeah, well, he's just prepared, eternally. I love it. Imagine when Bigfoot um, or Sasquatch approached and he meant to press the net and instead he just puffed a load of garlic out. Garlic, Bigfoot was like, oh, yeah. shit, yeah. no, garlic. Wrong button. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Internal truck hold night. Tenex sits in a cage, dejected as the truck rumbles along. The vampire looks at the filthy man who occupies the cage across from him. Tanek, how did you get here? Man, just stupid, I guess, like you. Tanek, watch your tongue, human. 
man. What do you call human? Slimy brown tendrils extend from all ten of his fingertips. Oh. Raw sewage flows from his grinning maw. <laughs> Tenek steps back away, covers his mouth, groans in disgust. So the homeless guy was a sewer monster. He was a sewer monster. It wasn't just a <laughs> wasn't just a clever name. <laughs> Internal truck night. Chad drives the truck along a lonely stretch of highway. His eyes scan all that lies before him, like a predator. Chad, voice over. And so goes the life of a monster hunter. Solitary, dangerous, more than a little illegal. But, as I was born for this, any monsters out there, here I come. Fade out. <laughs> What's he going to do with all those monsters? I've got no idea. Didn't that vampire teleport earlier as well, and he's just put him in a plexiglass cage? Yeah, he did, and he goes, I can kill you at any second. Why didn't he just do that? I know. I agree. I agree. That's a, that's a point well made. Although, I think the ending was was quite good. I had Channing Tatum in my head playing Chad. Oh, really? Yeah. I imagined someone more like of a slick back, slimy, suave demeanour. That's what I was oh. thinking. Nice. But yeah, that was good, Shu. That was a nice. good script. Nice, yeah. I thought it was funny. I like yeah, that was. homeless guy bit. That was, I just like that. <laughs> It's super serious. And he's like, oh, buddy, hey. <laughs> just some guy there. I just, yeah. It's, it was full of ideas. I think whoever's written it, um, I, f- I forget his name. I did mention it at the start. He's turned up with loads of ideas um, and he, he's put together a, an interesting, funny script. I'd like to see more from Chad Briggs, Monster Hunter. Yeah, yeah, me too. Ryan Lee was the author. And I'm, Ryan Lee. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It was well structured. It flowed super nice. Good character introduction. Yeah. Um, yeah, funny. Good good work, Ryan. You could probably say I'm difficult. I probably hunt too much. I overanalyze my monster prep so I don't lose my touch. So I've sent you a script from a Kevin Slapy, Kevin Slappy, um, Slippy, Slappy, Swinny, Swinny Swan, Swanson, Swanson, Samsonite. <laughs> the Ron Swanson Pyramid of Greatness. <laughs> Ron Parks Swanson. Oh, my. They've just dumped um, Parks and Recreation on Netflix. Oh, have you been binging? Um, I've watched the whole thing for nice. the second time. Was it last year, the year before last? I, I think I could just do it all over again because it's bacon wrapped so, so shrimp good. my second favorite food wrapped around my f- third favorite food or something <laughs> like that there's just so many great quotes from parks and rec it's great i love where uh, ron swanson goes to the uh, that breakfast restaurant and he goes um i would like all the eggs yeah and then the yeah. person walks away and he goes excuse me come back he said just to clarify i don't think you understand 
I want you to give me all of the eggs you have in the restaurant, <laughs> every single one. And the person just look at him and go, yeah, okay, all the eggs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, great, it's great, isn't it? Um, so I've sent you a script called Freezing Time by Kevin Slappy, um, which was sent to us a couple of days ago. Um, maybe yeah. when this episode was being released, it might be a couple of weeks ago. Um, but thanks very much, Kevin. I enjoyed this. Freezing time. Okay. Fade in. Internal apartment morning. A single window is blocked by a semi-transparent curtain, allowing a dingy apartment to be dimly lit. The trash can in one corner is overflowing. There are multiple soda bottles lying around a computer desk. A plate of food lies on the ground while a table remains in pieces in an unopened cardboard box. Have you heard of the Reddit, the subreddit, Neckbeard Nests? No. <laughs> but I think I definitely need to. Neckbeard Nests. Oh man, is this something disgusting? <laughs> it's, the, it's the scene that we just described. People's beard nests. Oh, why is it called neck beard nests? Because that's what people with neck beards live like. <laughs> I guess. Oh man, this is fucking horrendous. Looks like a Tracy Emin. I know. I could only. I haven't. I haven't followed it. I can only dip in and out of it now and again. I just don't oh, need that on my feed. God, it's it's making me itchy looking at it. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, no, mate. Sorry. Yeah, turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> don't don't ever speak about that ever again. <laughs> Brennan. 20 sits on the only piece of furniture in the one room apartment his bed he looks as un is bed a furniture mm, no I don't, know. I don't know he looks as unkempt as the rest of the apartment with hair that needs a trim a shirt marred with sweat stains and a sickly and gaunt face did you ever see the limmy sketch um dd but Didi goes to the moon. Uh, the heroin addict. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Didi, it's just it, it's basically a bum that goes by the name of Didi and um, sits around watching Jeremy Kyle all day, and he'll make a, an extraordinary journey about getting on the bus and think yeah. he's going to a parallel universe. Um, and there's one episode where Didi goes to the moon. He basically smokes a banana peel and watches a kids' program about going to the moon. It's, it's fucking so good. Um, since you mentioned Limmy last uh, week or the week before, I'd seen his little face pop up on BB, and I just assumed it was like Mrs. Brown's boys or something. I just saw his face. I'd never heard anything about how wrong I was. It's right up my alley. Like, um, oh man, yeah, it's so weird, it. so dark, so dark, so weird. It's perfect. I'm I'm sitting there watching it like for the first time like agreeing going yeah yeah that's right <laughs> Lemmy why do they say that <laughs> this this one where Didi flies to the moon when he's off his face he's in a cardboard box with a tin hat on and he's going with his dead thick like rough Scottish accent I was looking down look at all the tiny people looking yeah. down at all the tiny people so I was investigating new technologies and different things on the moon and he's just pulling a TV remote apart, pulling out the circuit board of the TV remote. <laughs> it's so good. If you like that, 
you're gonna. I don't know if you've seen. Have you seen Tramadol Nights? That I Frank, have seen Tramadol Nights. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when uh, that guy was in the middle of a um, like manic episode, but he thought he was Night Rider Kit from like Night Rider. He was oh talking my to God. the car, yeah, and he's did, going, but he was just having a, a bad time. <laughs> Yeah, he'd taken like PCP or something, or PC, whatever it's called. And he could feel no pain. And he was just like off his face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he thought he was, yeah, he was um, lying in the sun. So warm, so warm. He was like on fire or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's Frankie yeah. Boyle, isn't it? Frankie Boyle. I love that. Tramadol Nights. Nice. Ah, uh, uh, Brennan, the only piece of furniture. He's, uh, he speaks to himself in a nasally voice. As he sits on the bed, an excited look painted on his face. This is it. The day my life changes. I've dreamt about this for years. I finally can do whatever I want. I can freeze time. (laughs) Brennan gets up and starts pacing around the room. Is that nasally? That was very nasally. Too nasally? Okay. I felt it when I woke up. Something so powerful coursing through me. I was a new person. Brennan walks to his bathroom sink and splashes water in his face. He stares at himself through a dirty mirror. mirror. I've been looking for years. It had been present for my entire life. My first memory was that feeling. That feeling of something underground beckoning me. Brennan stands in the middle of his apartment. He closes his eyes and tenses up, holding his breath. He releases. Nothing moves, but nothing had been moving before. I'm thinking of Joaquin in Joker. Uh, What scene? Just like in his apartment, you know, just dead skinny and in his apartment, just stretching. Have you ever tried to do that when you're dead drunk? And you just go, I wonder if I could just move something with me mind now. And you'd actually try to do it. Actually try for <laughs> half a second. Uh, the force. Have you ever done that? <laughs> no. I've never no, seen okay. Star Wars. But have you ever tried to move something with your mind? To think, just just so I definitely know that I definitely can't do it. No. Okay, no. never mind. Let's move on. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I sometimes pretend I can do it with traffic lights, but I just know the sequence so well. I know where mine are about to turn amber and go green. You go, "Eh," and it's changed, yes, and then you just drive on. Yeah, I put my hand up and I go, change, and it goes to to green. I just carry on driving. Nice. Yeah. Close his eyes. Brennan, no one else could feel it. No one else could feel it. It had called to me, and me only. I tried digging to it, but it was too far. I went looking for a way down everywhere, but there was nothing. I don't think he's tried hard. It doesn't like he's tried hard to do anything in his life, this guy. No. Tried more than a couple of seconds to do anything difficult. Certainly not clean his apartment. Nope. Brennan grabs a hoodie, throws it on, and then exits his apartment. I hope he's got trousers on as well. <laughs> Last night, though, everything changed. I went back to the sewers. I'd looked around down there so many okay. times. What's the sewer monster? The sewer man. <laughs> I'd looked around down there so many times and found nothing, but I always felt so, so close. I found what I needed to find last night. A secret hatch. Do, do you know when you were a kid, Sue, 
was one of your things because we're more or less the same age the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah I did I, I like the turtles yeah you like the turtles or I think hero turtles I think they might be in different countries so like I was dead into them and had all the toys and watched the cartoons and all that sort of thing and a lot of people in my school were too do you remember those rumours about this one kid who went down to a sewer to try and find the turtles that <laughs> urban myth do you remember that I think I heard that I think it was a it was a proper urban myth that was just spreading through schools. I'm sure it was the same in different countries and stuff like that. Um, so I read this this script and thought, oh, I'm going to Google that urban myth. It was actually true. Can you believe that? No, genuinely found an article in the Los Angeles Post from 1991. No. Oh no! Where apparently um, the daughter of a sewage worker asked if she could go and play in the slime with Daddy. <laughs> to beat the turtles and apparently there's that many um, kids who wanted to do it and tried to do it the authorities in Los Angeles had to issue warnings of a serious risk of injury or disease <laughs> man you could die like in a storm drain or something or you go yeah. down to the sewer oh my god so it was, it was a genuine thing whether it was hyperbole or what like um, people genuinely wanted to or tried or spoke about it I mean they they certainly made it appealing. Did who they? was your Who was your turtle, <laughs> and what was your weapon? I, I when I was younger, I was Donatello. Ah, right. Uh, Donatello was the two sticks or the one. He was like a one long stick. I thought it was Leonardo. Okay, I was. I think I was Raphael. The two scythes, the red red one. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it says a bit about you. Um, who your favourite turtle was? I think it's a fairly good indicator isn't it like I think Leonardo like if you wanted to be sort of in charge sort of thing I think Raphael as if you were a bit of a sort of bit of a cool guy and didn't really give a fuck <laughs> I think uh, Donatello as if you were uh, like you know thought oh, you were a bit smart and then Michelangelo as if you were if you were a fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> the low the low flyers <laughs> picked Michelangelo I think it's didn't still, and, and it's still used like in in the top psychologicals there's the four personality types that they um they, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> like if you want a job with the government and you have to go through all these personality uh, assessments and things that's what they'll put you in Leonardo yep. Donatello yep. Raphael or uh, the other one <laughs> yeah Michelangelo thanks very much we'll, we'll call you thanks yeah you oh fucking idiot sir we've got a splinter in here <laughs> <laughs> I, I sort of funny uh, like like fake like like a daily mash type um, like humorous fake news titles like The Onion or I'm not sure what, what some equivalents are and the headline was um, Man Aces Turtles Test Just So He Can Become Raphael <laughs> <laughs> so he's done it about 20 times and just wants to be Raphael <laughs> really? yeah it was, it was a fake thing it's like uh, that's everyone yeah, wants yeah, to be yeah. Raphael because he was like the cool guy wasn't he? that was the cool one. Oh, I didn't know I just felt all these uh, years Stu you, know, you had no idea you were a Raphael no. well that's the that's the the basis of cool right you don't yeah. know it you just don't yeah, yeah. that's right, right. <laughs> absolutely uh, okay Brennan's found a hatch a secret hatch external street day rain clouds block the sun the area is of a small town the sidewalks are almost the area is of a small town the sidewalks are almost empty. The apartment building Brennan exits is just two stories high. Brennan, to open the hat, 
to open the hatch, I found a bit of the wall that was humming. There was a bit of graffiti on it, so when I touched it and the hatch opened, I knew it must only respond to me. Brennan treks down a sidewalk, and many cars pass him, and he passes homes and small shops. He's walking down the street. The area is very nice and hospitable, unlike Brennan. (laughs) It was like a big slide that led me down, so far down, and then it was just a small room, no bigger than my apartment. And there it was, the thing. The thing that had been calling me for my whole life. Standing in front of it, it whispered to me. Let's be friends. Though I couldn't make out the words. I just imagine him completely covered head to toe in shit and condoms and things. I've been slid down the sewers. <laughs> <laughs> the graffiti was a sign that says, do not enter. <laughs> <laughs> Risk of injury and death. Danger. <laughs> Did you know that the second title <laughs> film was called Teenage Mutant Ni- Meet Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze? And I basically <laughs> I think ooze means shit. <laughs> Secret of the Ooze. Ooze means poo. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Look, kids want to go and play in ooze, and Brennan sounds like he's covered in it. It's a toilet but wet wipes stuck to its shell. <laughs> Uh, get it off (laughs) oh Uh, uh, Oh, the thing that was humming was a big fat bag it was a fat bird oh my god fat bergs fat bergs that's something else isn't it oh man if you ever having a bad day in work you think that your job's shit doesn't pay you enough whatever just think it's someone's job to break down fat bergs the size of double decker buses (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> stuck in like train tunnel sized sewers underneath yeah. cities just that yellow <laughs> like oh no it's it's just an abomination isn't it but it's one of those moments like it says it'll be as surreal and as special like you know if you were to climb a mountain and look out as the sun was rising it's a unique sight that's just like awe inspiring you've got me st- yeah. stu- stood at the foot of a at the base of a fatberg look at and you can see all like things sticking in it weird st- you look at what's that <laughs> what's, oh god cotton wool buds and fucking oh, it was man, stuff no. you wouldn't expect yeah I you think know? I'd rather go to Everest than look at a fatberg man yeah yeah where did I get to it starts to rain. Brennan puts his hoodie over his head and picks up his pace. It had no form, but it was beautiful. It's a fat fatberg. <laughs> I reached out to it. <laughs> and I think I passed out. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but I heard it in my dreams. Brennan. <laughs> I can un- <laughs> Yeah. No. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> uh, gold. Comedy gold. I could un- I could understand it now. I t- it told me what I could do now. What I always wished I could do. It told me that I could freeze time. 
and your career. Sir, you can't be down here. <laughs> it's, it's talking okay. to me, it's fine. Yeah. Turns round, his eyes are all bloodshot. It's okay. <laughs> it's my friend. It speaks to me. Brennan arrives outside an apartment complex that looks almost identical to his own. This is it. I can fix my life. I can rob banks. I can avoid all my problems. I can kill people. I can get what I've always deserved. I can do anything. Brennan walks up the stairs to the second floor of doors. He walks along the corridor to a room and knocks. And Violet? Well, I have to try it out on someone, right? Maybe she won't actually notice anything happening. I don't really know how this works yet. Violet, 20, opens the front door. She's surprised to see Brennan. Probably because she has a restraining order against him. (laughs) (laughs) She's very pretty, with perfect hair and immaculate skin. She looks the opposite of Brennan. This time, I don't feel nervous talking to her. This power has already changed me. Oh, what's that smell? (laughs) (laughs) You smell like shit. Oh my God. Disgusting. They have a muted conversation while Brennan continues to think to himself. They have friendly, familiar expressions. They gesture to each other. And eventually Violet lets him in. Don't do it. Yeah. (laughs) Eventually she feels obliged to let him in. Internal Violet's apartment. Is it bad that most of what I've thought about so far with this power is committing crimes? Probably. But I'm a young and lonely guy who suddenly has power beyond belief. This is to be expected if you ask me. Violet's apartment is perfectly clean. Brennan sits himself on the couch while Violet takes a chair. Not sitting next to him. (laughs) Still, I'll get away with it all. In fact, it'll be easy. And I do know that I'm going to have a lot of fun with this. Brennan and Violet have been talking silently for a while now. How's that way? Uh, I don't know. I just talk silently. Hmm. Brennan's just staring at her, I think. He's having a conversation, just staring at her while she's trying to phone the police. His lips are barely moving. A look of concern on Violet's face, quite right. Their voices fade in. Violet. Um, I don't know what you're getting at, Brennan. Violet, I can freeze time. (laughs) Just turned up at this girl's apartment. Yeah. And then just leads with that. That's his... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Violet just stares at him. Her face slowly becoming more and more a mixture of doubt and annoyance. What are you even... She's cut off as Brennan thrusts his hand out towards her. Violet flinches. Brennan shuts his eyes, strains and shakes as he tries to stop time. He releases his body and gasps out. For a second, Violet doesn't move. A smile starts to creep onto Brennan's face. (laughs) But then Violet moves. (laughs) (laughs) 
she slowly stands up and walks towards her kitchen, backwards, I'm imagining. <laughs> She's realised that this man is a threat. Yeah, yeah. Weird joke, dude, says Violet. Brennan is in disbelief. He whispers to himself, I, I can feel it. That was it. Hey, Brennan, are you hungry? I was going to make myself a chicken sandwich. I could make you one too. <laughs> Brennan croaks out an unintelligible reply that Violet takes as a yes. Brennan stares down at his hands and then touches his face in shock. He looks over at Violet, who opens a cabinet and grabs some spices. Okay? Yeah. I did it. I know I did it. There's no way. Violet drops a small spice bottle and recoils. Uh, what the hell? This snaps Brennan out of his disbelief, and he picks himself up and glides to Violet. What happened? Violet picks up the spice bottle. It has a layer of ice all around it. This is frozen solid. She looks at the bottle and then shows Brennan. It's a bottle of time. (gasps) Fuck's sake. They both (laughs) stare at each other. They can't believe it. Brennan froze time. Their expressions <laughs> change to frowns as they turn and look directly into the camera. Fade out. <laughs> oh, man. The whole screenplay is a five-page pun, and then they look at the camera at the end of it. like <laughs> Amazing. That's a dad joke. I could, I could now go and put some time in the freezer, and then tomorrow I just throw, oh, hey, you know, I can freeze time. Just pull it out. Done. Yeah, but would we have had all this fun, Stu? Talking about fat bags and shit. Frozen herbs that frozen in time, time, time. I got my skills from a sewer at nature. Cold, cold, cold. Um, Kevin, Slappy, Slapy, well done, mate. Very good. Good job, Kevin. Thanks very much. I, I really enjoyed that one, Kev. I thought it was good. It made me think of a, a lot of different things. And then the fabulous punchline. It was, it was, it was just a, a great big pun. And I, I love a pun and a dad joke. Those bits that we did latch onto and found funny, I would play those up if I were you. There's, you've got little glints in this of like of real good jokes, real humour. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is supposed to like genuinely supposed to be funny all the way through. I'd imagine because it the pun at the end, yes. Mm-hmm. But you could definitely identify those little those little slithers and 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 you know enhance them more. I think that was good. Good framework, mate. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Um, it's better than anything I've ever written. 
point of view, permit me to offer some some um, advice if, if if my advice is worth anything. Um, I would pepper a, a few genuine laugh out loud gags along the way, and I would um, make Brennan even more of a, a cartoonish caricature and lean in on that, like and 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 take that as far as you possibly could. You know, make him even more of a a mad character. I think that would be fun to read anyway. Yeah, definitely. I'd like to see him getting up to other other japes, and I, I would advise that people listening to to Limmy's character Didi because there's some massive similarities between these two guys. Nice, but yeah, that was so much fun. We've got so many scripts to get through. I'm going to spend the next couple of days trying to cut down uh, some of these massive scripts into short chunks. I've emailed a few of the the people who sent them asking them what what they would suggest here and there, but um, we've got we've got so many to get through. It's just great, absolutely great. Thanks very much for joining us. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and why not tell a friend about it as well? Absolutely. See you next time. Bye. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.